Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we have a question from a listener. Why do trees go dormant? You mean, like, why do they kind of shut down and close for tree business during the winter, stop selling toys and stuff? (laughs) Trees in cold climates take a winter break. But why? Get ready, because you're going to help find out the answer. This episode is going to be interactive, meaning you get to be part of the story of science discovery. And you have an amazing tree scientist to guide you. It's going to be super fun, so get ready to go on a science adventure. We're starting with a question from a listener named Marshall. Oh, great name. Only reserved for super smart people. My name is Marshall, and I'm eight years old. Why do trees go dormant in the winter? So does he mean, like, why some trees act like they're dead during the winter? Yeah. To go dormant means that physical activity slows down so much that the plant or animal is basically in a long, deep sleep. I read how this happens in a book. Isn't it that a witch casts a spell on them because they're too beautiful? Or was it that a jealous fairy doomed them at birth to prick their fingers on a spinning wheel and they go to sleep for 100 years until they get kissed by their true tree love? (laughs) Well, those are some good stories, but I think our listeners can find the real answer with help from an amazing tree scientist named Nalini Nadkarni. Nalini has been curious about trees since she was young. When I was a kid, I just really loved climbing trees. There were these eight maple trees that lined the driveway of my parents' house when I was growing up. These trees were Nalini's favorite place in the world. And I just love to come home from school and, you know, like drop my books off, get an apple, get a book, and then climb one of those eight trees. And I got to know every one of them as if they were like, they were all my best friends. That's so sweet. Because Nalini felt like she knew the trees so well, she naturally wanted to know more about them. You know, I would sit in this tree all day and then I'd have questions about like, you know, why do you drop your leaves in the winter? Why don't you just hold on to them? So she basically asked uh, Marshall's same question. Yeah, Nalini thought a while about how she could get the answer. So I dreamed of inventing a special microphone that I could just sort of put up like right into a tree, like cut a small hole and insert it right into the tree bark. And then I'd have a special set of headphones that would be connected to it. And I imagined that the tree would answer me in tree language, which would sound like English, but very slow like this. And so that's why I would need the special microphone and headsets to be able to sort of translate and understand what that tree was telling me. That's a genius idea. She thought it all out. But even though Nalini became a tree scientist when she grew up, she still has not managed to invent this tree translation microphone. But you know what? It doesn't matter because it turns out that scientists can talk to trees by asking questions that involve observation and experiments. A scientific kind of talking. Exactly. And anyone can talk to trees this way. No equipment needed. So that's what we're going to do now to answer Marshall's question together. Okay, so have you been sitting on your couch just listening to this podcast so far? Prepare to get active because we're going to ask you to do some things and use your brain, like even more than you usually do. 
You're about to become a scientist, and Nalini is here to be your guide. So if you live in a place with lots of trees, go outside to your backyard or a park. If that's not available to you, find pictures of different types of trees on the internet. We have a good collection on the blog post for this episode on our website, which you can find at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Or you can travel to a forest in your imagination made up of all different kinds of trees you've seen in your life. We'll pause and wait until you're in front of some trees. Pause the episode if you need more time. There's no rush. For everything we'll ask you to do, you can stop during the music and take as much time as you need. So okay, we're all here with real or internet or imaginary trees. Nalini is going to set us up to make our first observation. So the first observation is just a pattern. Which trees seem to do this? Which trees do seem to do that? And what are the characteristics of trees that do a versus trees that do B. Now make your observation. You can write it down on a piece of paper or just keep it in your head. What do you notice about the kinds of trees that drop their leaves and the ones that don't? What are their characteristics or the things that make them unique and special? You observe the different types of leaves that the trees have. That's the pattern that Nalini noticed. And so you can look at the characteristics. You say, wow, these leaves of a maple, for example, which is deciduous, which does go dormant by dropping its leaves, its leaves are broad and floppy. Uh, they have a lot of area that's exposed to the sun and exposed to the wind. So that's the characteristic of those kinds of trees. Now let me go over and look at this pine tree, and I see that its leaves are like needles, and they're really tough. So we've noticed the pattern that trees that lose their leaves have wide, floppy leaves. Evergreen, or conifer trees, have thin, tough needles instead. So let's make a closer observation about these leaves now. Pick a leaf from each type of tree, or imagine holding them in your hands. How do they feel? Take some time to think about it and write. What did you observe? Did you notice something about the surface of the different types of leaves? Nalini used a microscope to make the same observation. And oh, if I look at it under a microscope, I can see that there's this waxy skin on the outside of those pine needles. But when I look underneath a microscope at the maple tree, there isn't a waxy skin. So maybe that has something to do with whether it goes dormant and drops its leaves or it doesn't. So Nalini's saying that trees without wax on their leaves go dormant and drop their leaves 
in trees with wax on their needles don't need to. And that's where it gets tricky because that's when scientists have to say, why is this the case? It's what we call asking about process. What makes a tree not have wax on it versus have wax on it? And those are very complicated questions. But we can answer those questions by saying, well, what does it mean to have a waxy outer covering on a leaf like a pine needle versus a big floppy leaf that doesn't have wax? So you're the scientist here. Why do you think wax would stop a tree from needing to drop its leaves? It's a big clue about why some trees go dormant. So take a moment to think. Have you come up with some ideas? Nalini is here with a clue that you might have observed if you've ever spilled a cup of water on top of a drawing you've colored. We know wax is resistant to losing water. If you put wax all like a wax crayon on a piece of paper and you throw some water on it, that paper is not going to get wet. Whereas if there's no wax on it, there's no crayon, it will get wet. The waxy covering on the pine needles keeps the trees from freezing like ice cubes when it gets cold and it helps them save water inside the needles. And so that's really kind of the secret, one of the secrets behind why evergreen trees do have wax on their needles. It's because it's going to prevent the loss of water during winter. So how to deal with water in cold temperatures makes a big difference between trees that drop their leaves and trees that don't. Right. So keeping that in mind, Nalini has a few more questions to help us figure out why deciduous trees go dormant. During the winter, what happens to water in the soil? It gets frozen. It's so cold that all the water gets frozen. And what happens when water freezes? It doesn't move around. Trees have to suck up water to move through the trunk and go out through the leaves. That's how trees work. They're like a set of tubes that conduct water from the soil to the top of the tree and bring water down from the top of the tree uh, to the roots. Did you follow that? Trees suck water from the ground and move it through their branches and leaves. That's how they stay alive. Okay, so now we have two things to think about. Water freezes in the ground in winter, but trees need water to move through them. Nalini has one last thing for us to think about. Well, if water's frozen like an ice cube in the soil, it's not going to be able to move through the tree. Even if water happens to be in those tree tubes during the fall, for example, before freezes start, when it freezes, do you know what's going to happen to the tubes in those trees? Okay, let's think about what happens when water freezes. Does it get bigger or does it shrink? It expands. When water freezes, it expands. It gets bigger. And so if there's water in tubes and trees, they're going to bust open those tubes. It's going to really hurt the tree. All right, budding tree scientists, we've made our observations and done some very scientific asking about process. So based on everything we've seen and learned, why do you think some trees go dormant? We'll give you a moment to come up with an answer. You can discuss it with other listeners, write it down, or just think it in your head. When we come back, we'll share our own answer.
Are you ready? Before we say our answer, give yourself a high five. You're a tree scientist now. Whether or not you come up with the right answer, being a scientist is about going through the process and learning from it, which you've already done. All right, let's give ourselves a high five too. All right. So in the winter, trees stop pulling up water through their trunks and get rid of their leaves too, because if water gets frozen inside branches or leaves, it will damage them. Basically, the trees' pipes will burst, just like the pipes in our home if they freeze during winter. It's a big tree plumbing problem. So that's our answer to why trees go dormant in the winter. They're taking steps to protect themselves from freezing. That was fun. So now that you're a tree scientist, keep going. Did you make any other interesting observations about trees, or find other patterns that Nalini didn't talk about? Maybe you saw different colored leaves or different roots, for example. If you want to do more tree science, go back and think about those observations. What questions did those observations bring up for you, and how might you go about answering them? If you really enjoyed this episode, we have a ten-episode interactive audio course that also puts you in the role of a scientist. It's called "The Wildlife of Your Home," and it's available now on Himalaya Learning at Himalaya.com/tumble. Thanks to Dr. Nalini Nadkarni, professor of biology at the University of Utah. Nalini is also the inventor of Treetop Barbie, which she created to teach kids about tree science. She's truly awesome. We have another amazing tree science story with Nalini, which was cut from this episode. It's like a mini tumble sode about how trees know when to go dormant. To hear it, just go to Patreon.com/tumblepodcast and pledge a dollar or more a month to listen to this and all our other scientist interviews. We also have free resources on our website, like the gallery of tree images we mentioned and our favorite tree science videos. That's on the blog post for this episode on sciencepodcastforkids.com. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this episode. Sarah Robertson Lentz is our head of partnerships. I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I make all the music for this podcast. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery.